Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your host Raul Lascano and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your host, Raul Lascano, you're on the clock. Be driving these mockeries, lyrically perform armed robbery, flee with the lottery, possibly they spotted me, battle scarred showgun, explosion when my pen hits, tremendous, ultraviolet shine blind forensics, I inspect you through the future. See What's going on the clock fans, how are you guys doing on this beautiful Monday, July the 12th, I am super excited to be joining you guys on this motivational Monday type deal, man. Listen, I got so much we got to talk about, and I got a great guest, man. I got a special friend that I've been friends with close to probably going on 15 years now. Probably 15. Yeah. So I got my guy, R.V. Peters, joining the show, and we're going to talk about the, the recap of the UFC. We got to talk about the Magic getting a new coach, Team USA's huge loss to Nigeria, XFL might be returning, Alabama, and of course, anything else in between, man. Don't go anywhere. You on the clock, man. RV Peters, how are you doing, sir? What's going on with you, man? I'm good, man. Good morning to you. How you doing, <sighs> Man, I, I'm, I'm okay, bro. I've been, I'm tired, but I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, same here, same here, brother. Same yeah, here. man, you already know how, you know, uh, just so the listeners know, RV is a godfather to some of my kids here, man. Uh, pretty much all the kids, you know, he's pretty much raised them along with me here the last 15 years. So yes, it's good sir. to have you yes, on, sir. man. How's you? How's your yeah. mother, man? Oh, man, they're good, man. Um, they're actually up in Maryland right now, man. Uh, they're actually going to move back to Maryland from here. Really? So, yeah, man. So they up looking for a new place to stay and everything. So they're doing good, though, man. Bro, I miss, their, I miss her cooking, man. I mean, oh, don't yeah, get me man. wrong. Yeah. You can you can throw down now. You can throw down yeah, now. Yeah, but she she taught me how to do oh, it. Oh yeah, man. Ain't nothing like the original. Ain't oh, nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> How's your business going, man? How's everything going with the barbecue business, man? Great, man. Great, man. We uh we we have an event that's scheduled at the end of the month, man. To say a uh, big event here to help kids get book bags and everything they need for to go back to school. So that's what's going to be a nice event here. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what's up, man. You, and what's your specialty? What's the one thing that you that you make that that everybody's got to try? Because I know you, you're ribs. yeah, the ribs. Of course, I was gonna say, man. I was gonna put, I was gonna put out there, yeah. Because I missed yeah. the goddamn ribs. I'm, yeah, but bro, you used to cook. Let me see. You used to cook the yak. You used to cook. I mean, oh, there, yeah, there was a. I mean, you're you're like a, a you know what I'm saying a full fledged chef, man. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a go ahead. I'm a, I'm a bona fide chef right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. Like you can do your thing, man. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! God, I miss those days. I gotta get back up to Georgia, man. I gotta hey, get back. You know, whenever y'all want to come on through, you know you here. <sighs> of course, man. Of course, because it ain't nothing like good soul food cooking. And and I tell you, who needed? I, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna jump in there. I'm gonna tell you right now, who needed some good soul food cooking? Who needed was was McGregor. McGregor. Oh, man. Listen, man. If man, anybody saw it on the UFC recap, man, McGregor talked a lot of shit trying to get a uh, Poirier. Off his game. I mean, it's it's part of the trilogy. The first fight, McGregor dominated. Second fight, I don't know what Poirier did. He must have took a, a, a steroid shot or drank some Space Jam juice because he t- he whooped the dog shit he out of McGregor. Man. He did something. He he beat McGregor pretty good. But this third one, what were your thoughts when you when you saw it, man? What did, what were you thinking um, when you saw this fight? Well, I was with you on the the Conor McGregor going doing trying to all these little. I guess tactics to try to get Poirier off his game yeah. and talking about the man's wife, telling the man he's going to kill him. I mean, it's a, it's a point that you can in, in the, the fight game where you go. But I think when you start going over, you start going over the line when you talk about killing someone, 
Yeah. And I think he had to, he needed, McGregor needed to be a little bit more humble. Or, or, or you know, just time. just like the only person I remember that I was like when I saw because everybody talks shit during boxing UFC. Yeah. The only yeah. person I thought really meant it was Mike Tyson. That's the well, only Mike guy that I thought <laughs> when Mike he said I'm gonna eat your kids. Mike is a different breed. Mike, <laughs> bro, when he Mike said I'm gonna eat you from from, from jump. Right. When he said I'm gonna eat your kids, I was like, yeah, he probably means that. He might. He might do that. Yeah. He, you you really you seriously, you know, were worried for your kids. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm not going to that fight. I'm not taking nope. anybody over there. <laughs> Nope, if I see Mike at Chuck E. Cheese, I, I got to, I got to leave. <laughs> There's no reason why this man comes to Chuck E. Cheese anyway. No, be no he reason. should not be in he should not never be in Chuck E. Cheese, a playground right. or or McDonald's uh, uh playground. I, I agree with you, man. I totally agree with you. So McGregor, yeah, he talked a little bit junk. And and, and it was it was a decent fight. I mean it if it did go the distance, I think Poirier was was throwing them hands enough to where he could have probably won on the scorecards. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I believe he was going he was going to win on a decision if it if it goes the distance. Yeah, uh, McGregor started off a little fast in the fight. He came out with, with a lot of energy. Yeah, but it sort of wore off midway through the fight, and then once they hit the once they hit the mat, that's where Poirier pretty much took it took it over. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. And what what point do you think he broke? Because McGregor hasn't said it, but uh, Poirier after the you know the post fight with Joe Rogan sitting in the ring in the octagon, he was telling him like, I think I know when he broke it. He broke it before it was just stepping Early on it in the fight. Yeah, and he said something real telling about it because he said something about where he was fighting another guy one other time that it, that, that same that same blow him blocking kicks yeah. that he felt that do the same thing in another fight where he could tell that the guy sort of had had either broke something or something had give, given way in his leg or his ankle right. and he said he pointed it out last night when he did it with uh, McGregor. I guess McGregor tried to throw those crazy kicks that he's not used to throwing, and Poirier blocked one, and he pointed. And he said right then, when he pointed, he's saying he, he knew right then that something had happened to his leg. Yeah, yeah, man. But I, the fight uh, continued and then eventually stopped because of the the, the nasty ankle injury. I mean, that was – uh, Jesus, I hate to see – I mean, oh, I, I've, yeah, man. Oh, my God. I, I mean, we've seen – I've seen other UFC fights where, where they sit there and, they, and they, you know, the guy kicks and kicks and then – he takes that one nasty one and just splits it. You know what I'm saying? But yep. for what the likes of me, I don't know why McGregor was throwing so many kicks. I don't know if if they decided that you know what we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna go ahead and do this. I don't know. I don't know what point of the fight that he decided or, or during training camp they decided that we're gonna go ahead and um, you know what I'm saying knock out. Let, let's let's do kicks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I think a lot of times with, with with fighters like that, they go through these training camps for weeks on end and then at the very last minute I guess they just uh they tend to try to switch it up and hey I want to throw something in that just you know just didn't mesh well in training camp but they decided they want to throw it in at the very end right. and then try to try to see if they can get the guy off his game. That's what it looked like. It looked like he was just trying to like I don't know, he it looked like he was trying to throw him off by kicking or I don't know man. It didn't I've never like, seen McGregor throw that many. No, I've never seen him throw kicks like that either. I mean, it's almost like he was trying to invent something. Right, 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 right. I don't know like, what hey, it I'm was. A, I'm going to try this and see if this works to go along with what I've been working on. Yeah, man, I, I, don't, I don't know that. I don't know either, man. I just, it's unfortunate, man. I mean, McGregor was the one that said that he's going to leave on a stretcher and it, or Bordier was going to leave on a stretcher and it, it ends up being freaking, you know, him that yeah, left on that, a goddamn stretcher. 
It's a damn shame. Somehow man. you got to humble yourself, man. You do, man. And he, you know, he mentioned that we're gonna fight again, and we're, we're gonna go to the fourth one. But Jesus Christ, man, just go in there with with some kind of, you know, saying humble pie, like, or maybe just understand. Maybe this is the guy that you just can't beat. Right. You know. You and, and, and and he'll be lucky to get a, a fourth fight. I mean, they're saying that they might do it, but I mean, you got to recover from this injury, and yeah. then you're gonna have to fight somebody else before him. He's just right. not just going to jump back in there and say, hey, man, you're, you're healed. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, you right. You have to fight somebody before him to prove that you're ready to get in there with him again. Right. And what what else does Portier have to prove? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I own, yeah. he got two out of the three wins. What? Why would I have to go fight you? You exactly. have to pay me big to go do this. I will say this, yes. though. McGregor, McGregor does bring out a lot of celebrities, too, man. There was a lot of people at that fight, man. It almost looked like a heavyweight boxing match. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the it, it, it's a lot of that bravado, man. A lot of that 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 swagger that he carries. Some of it can go over the line in in his arrogance, but yeah, it it, it, it that kind of bravado and arrogance attracts. It just mm. does. Exactly. I mean, you see it in boxing. You see it in UFC. I mean, you can look at other sports and and you'll see it. Yeah, these guys when they bring that that sort of uh, I guess the 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 arrogant the yeah. arrogance. Yeah. It, it, it brings a crowd. People want to see for good or bad. People want to see him win. Somebody want to see him lose. So well, you're going to attract the crowd no, no matter what. That's the only reason why people tune into Mayweather. They want to see if Mayweather's going to lose. They don't want to see, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, oh, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I hope he wins. They just want to see if this guy takes a knockout. Yep. 70% of the fans, people that come watch a Mayweather fight, want to see him lose. Yeah. Or LeBron James, too. You know, or Tom Brady. Like, ah, yeah, we're, we're, America's a bunch of haters, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Derek Jeter. Yep. They wanted to see Derek Jeter lose. Yeah, every year. <laughs> every year. And, you know, going off a little bit off topic, man, you know, the, the boxing match that I'm probably really excited about is, is Fury and freaking Wilder again. Is, is yeah. Oh, yeah. They're supposed oh, to be yeah. fighting again. So, I mean, that, that one's going to be even, like you said, it's going to bring the crowd out, especially since everybody thought Fury had some rigged gloves or, or put something in his gloves or whatever. Or, I don't know if you remember that, man. They, they did something about his gloves or whatever. Yeah, but the other thing about that is, man, is, is Wilder can't wear almost a 100-pound suit to the daggone ring, man. Oh my, I mean, come on, I man. mean, don't get me wrong. The shit looked cool as hell. It looked really oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, man. But yeah. If you, if it's almost 100 pounds. It's <laughs> 90 degrees inside, and you're – come on, man. Bro, he was, I, know he was, I know he was fatigued by the time he got to the ring. He, he had to be. He had to be fatigued and almost lost ten pounds, probably walking to the ring with that suit on. I know, man. I know. And and then when I when I and this is a sad thing when I was watching Wilder, he's just he was like um, I I would I could say he's like a, a Foreman two almost in the sense of how hard he hit. He hits hard right. as shit, but he's got no finesse when it comes to actually boxing. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Somebody he like is, Fury was was just was perfect for him. Yes, he he is a Wilder is a brawler. Yeah. Yeah. I can I'm a I'm a abuse you and as long as you don't hit me catch me with nothing that's gonna put me away, right. I'm gonna eventually wear you down and connect and hurt you. Right, right, right. But what Fury did for those and he did it in both fights. He did it in the first fight, he just got sloppy in the end when yeah. he got when he got caught with that punch by by Wilder. But yeah. he kept him at a distance. He said, I'm gonna outbox you, keep you at a distance and and beat him. Yeah. Do you believe in the conspiracy theory that they that they did something to Fury's gloves or anything like that? Is there's, well, there's always I think it's always stuff that goes on in boxing, man. That that yeah. that, that is just under the table, nobody really knows. But to me, I I I think the second fight he actually just beat him. He beat him. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, the videos are very convincing when you see the glove going back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there right. must have been something in his hands or, or something like that or whatever. But right. I don't know, man. It, it looked like to me Wilder just got, he just got his ass. He got schooled in boxing. And he, the guy's he, big enough to take whatever Wilder can give him. Yes, that's the thing. Wilder's sitting there at 6'6". Six, six. Fury sitting there at 6'9". Yeah. I mean, so it's a guy that's a little bit bigger than you, yeah. and he can keep you at at bay with them jabs. And apparently, the camp in in, in Fury's camp, they freaking uh, COVID nineteen broke out everywhere in the camp, so they pushed yep. back the fight even more. So, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that one too. I mean, that that's another trilogy fight that we're gonna have to, I guess, close the circuit on and, and see if you know was it a fluke? Was it you know Wilder's hundred pound suit? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it'll be one of those. And, and I, I'm ready to see it end because it's more boxing for these guys after this trilogy. Yeah. I mean, there's a sometime or another they're gonna have to unify those belts. So whoever wins this fight is gonna have to see uh the uh Anthony uh what is it, Anthony Joshua? Aunt Joshua, yeah, yeah, Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody's gonna have to they're gonna have to Man up and just go ahead and unify these belts. I know, man. They're gonna, but boxing, you know, boxing always want. I don't know. They always wanted those different uh, tiers, those different levels, because I think they can maximize the money more. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it was that's something where like the money that. is. Yeah, yeah. That's what the, the money is keeping the belts throughout the the, the yeah. different uh, names. But you're but right. You're right. Somebody's gonna have to fight each other though, just to say who's who's better. Yeah. And it would be, I think it's still, it'd be a blockbuster freaking money because what Logan Paul's doing with the sport, if they're not careful, this kid will have his own, his own freaking, you know what I'm saying? It's fighting yes. stuff. I mean, Logan Paul for whatever, you know, whatever, I mean, God bless him to make, you know, the money he made taking on the fight with Mayweather, which I think Mayweather carried him through the whole freaking fight. You yeah, know, he did. I think I he mean, carried but, him. But you got to give, like you said, you got to give Logan Paul credit for even stepping up and, and fighting this dude. And, but then Logan Paul knew how to market it. Yeah. And bring himself into the the limelight in the fight. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And to to get that money from, especially Mayweather, because you know how many boxers have been waiting to talk to, or waiting to fight Mayweather. They've been waiting yes. to get to that guy, to make that kind of money. I mean, if I'm a fighter, I might. If Logan Paul opens up a freaking you know boxing promotions where he can get you money, title fights, because fighting just regular old people or whoever celebrities, and you can make yep. thirty million dollars. Shit. Sign me up. I'd fight too. I about to say he could sign me up right now for fifty thousand. I go in there and fight. <laughs> hey, give me, give me something. Let me go. I said the same thing, man. A couple podcasts ago, I said the same thing about fighting uh, Tyson when he was fighting Roy Jones. I was like, look, man, I don't give a shit who I would fight Tyson quick in a heartbeat. They're like, bro, you come back with brain damage. Yeah, but the kids will have forty million dollars. Like I would do it in a heartbeat, bro. And there's no. For forty million, I was like, "Bro, I fight Tyson oh, for, for forty million. Yeah, he, hey, yeah, I'm gonna make it. I'm I fight Tyson enough. for the winning lottery number. Like, I would fight Tyson just to, just to make that money, man. They, people yeah, don't understand, man. man. People don't get it, man. And, and speaking of money, man, you, it's crazy. And I know that we're switching gears, but speaking of money, man, the XFL is supposed to be making a return um, pretty soon. Yeah. Do you remember when that first came about the XFL? You remember he hate me now. You remember. You remember the running Man, back? I, yes, I remember that dude. You I remember, remember him. He actually made the XFL popular with that with that jersey. He really did. He made it exciting to watch a little bit, man. But how many times are we going to go through the XFL returning? Because you know, you know, I know we're switching gears from from UFC and boxing and money, but it, it goes ties in a little bit. How yeah. much money is going to be poured into the XFL and trying to get this thing launched off properly? Because I just don't see a market for it. That's that's the only thing. It, 
since the NFL took off and, and started soaring back in the late 80s. Yeah. Back when the USF, USFL came along. Right, 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 right. right. Everybody wants football year-round mm-hmm. now, especially now how popular football is with college football being a, a supreme moneymaker. Yeah. And, and then with the NFL just, you know, going to 17 games now to get more money. They want football year-round. So the XFL is everybody's going to try something to try to keep some kind of league in the summer while the NFL is, you know, out. So the XFL is going to continue. Those people that, that own the XFL are going to continue to try. Yeah. Who was it that owned it first? Was it Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon was the first one to to put the money into it and, and try to right. get it going. And then it fell off. I think he only did it for like one or two years. I don't even think it went that long. But he did it. He did it, and he put a lot of money into it. But again, bro, I don't know. You're right. I think it's year round. I think it's one of those things. But unless you're putting in players that, um, that somebody wants to see, yeah, man, and that's the that's the key there. Who who would be who would be prime to put in there though, bro? Like who would you? You, I don't think you can get a superstar to put there. To, I mean, they tr- what the the USFL? I mean, not USFL. What's the Canadian Football League? With, yeah. with what Johnny Manziel there for a couple years yeah. to try to see or To after after he was done in the NFL. But in order to, to keep the crowd that you want to keep in those leagues, you're gonna have to get a star, and the stars are not coming to the XFL or the CFL or anything other league. They want to be in the NFL, right? They know that's where the prime time markets are. They know that's where the 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 unions are for the for the players to make sure they keep getting their millions of dollars. And you you're not gonna find that in these these separate leagues. The only way you you only this is gonna sound funny and, and here tell me if I'm wrong. The only way you make this thing maybe marketable is if you tell them at the end of the year we are picking three players out the entire league. One on mm-hmm. offense, one on defense. One on special, special teams. Team. Yep, a special teams, or whether it's a kicker, kick returner, whatever, field goal, whatever, punter even. You tell right. them at the end of the season, you will be guaranteed an NFL contract with one of these teams. Boom, 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 boom. This is this is who you get. Now now everybody tunes in and be like, well, shit, who's that guy? Right. And it's doable if the thing is now you're going to have to work with the NFL trying to get them to guarantee Right, spots. but that that would and, be my that would be my route rather than telling the Rock because the Rock is now the one that puts the money into it. They were supposed to XFL and Canadian League were supposed to be together joining forces or whatever. That didn't right. happen. Now that fell off. So now you, but in order to make the XFL exciting, like how do you make it exciting? Well, shit, puts dangle something at the end of the season because if you just mm-hmm. tell me come play in the XFL, make a hundred, you're not even gonna make that much probably. It's probably about forty no. grand maybe. It's probably a teacher's salary. Who knows? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're gonna make. You're not making big money. No. No. Not at all. Put your body on the sacrifice, and it's. I think it's eight to ten games. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We give you a little championship, but if you don't put nothing at the end of the rainbow, you know what I'm saying? Like then, then there's there's no reason for me. To, like I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm not going to tune in to watch the next XFL game. You know what I'm saying? Even if football yeah. years year round, I don't give a damn. And with, no, and with no guarantee, a lot of these players are gonna go out there in them eight to ten games and give you. NFL quality games. They're not right. going to give you NFL quality effort. So right. if they're not getting that kind of guarantee, they're not going to go out there and, and perform like that. That's what I'm saying. So if you put something at the end of the rainbow where the Dallas Cowboys is looking for, you know, this kind of player. A kicker or, or right. And it's, like not, and it's yeah. not saying that you're going to make the roster, but shit, you get to try for the NFL you team. You get to try. Yeah, something. Or, or maybe you make the practice squad. We'll pay you $100,000 to be a practice squad player at the end of the year. Right. You never know because then all you need is one that one shot. 
You know what I'm saying? And you, you never know how it goes. But unless you dangle something like that and you make a contract with the NFL to where well, the NFL can get something out of it as well. You know exactly. what I'm saying? They can. Because, you know, that's that's the in the owners meetings. That's the first thing they're going to talk about. If that kind of thing comes up is what do we get out of it? What right. are you what are you bringing to the table for us? Exactly. That's the only way I can see the XFL truly making a good return and then making a good investment to where shit, well shit, I, if I get this done, I get to go play for Jerry Jones and I'm a, I'm going to be in a Dallas Cowboy jersey. Shit, yeah. I'm going to block my ass off. I'm going to run the hell out this ball. You know what I mean? I'm going to be the greatest quarterback yeah. I can be over here. But you get yes. just to play 10 games and make 40 grand a year like I, and again, it might be more than that. I have no idea. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want the audience to think I'm, I'm, I know my shit. I have no idea how much an XFL player makes. But you know it's not going to be what, what, oh, it's yeah, not going to be nowhere near what a, a third string quarterback makes in the NFL. <laughs> it ain't probably that much as a, as a practice player makes. You know what I'm saying? You're right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're going to be making what, what, what a practice squad guy in the NFL would be making. Exactly. Which, like you said, would be an, uh, a enticing offer if you can say, hey, after the end of the season, Hey, we can get you on a get you in a trial for one of these NFL teams if if you go out there and perform. And sure, and and we're gonna take that guy. And then you know what? You can make it even sweeter if you think about it. We're gonna you are guaranteed to make it through all of OTAs, everything else, and then we give you up to your let's say the second preseason game. Yep. If you yeah, make it past you look in. then then we'll make a roster for you. So you get from you get from July, June, half of June, all the way up until August. To try with the NFL team, see what it's like, go what was going on, and then if they're like, "Yo, this guy has real skill," because there was some guys that had skill when I watched a couple games. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Then you're like, "Okay, come on, come on through." But I mean, the majority of those kids, man, that are playing in or those guys that's playing in the XFL are, are coming from decent D1 schools. Oh yeah, some of them, and some of them had names at these schools. It's just they weren't NFL quality. Wasn't the, well, I, I think this past I think this past XFL well not this. Maybe it wasn't this year, but I remember watching the guy from Ohio State. Wasn't he the quarterback for one of the teams? Cord- was it Cordell Jones? Cordell it? Jones. Yeah, yeah, Cordell Jones. Yeah, yeah he, he, was the, he, he was the one. He was the first pick in that XFL draft yep. a couple years ago when it, when it started. See? He was the guy that they were putting everything, all their, their, their hopes on that he would come in and be that guy. Right, right, and do the thing. That's what I'm saying, man. If you, but if you dangle something out of it, because it, just to bring the XFL, bro, I'm not interested to see the XFL whatsoever. No. I mean, unless Aaron Rodgers decides to say, hey, I'm not joining the Packers this year and I'm going to go to the XFL, then oh shit, right. yeah, then I'll go freaking watch the XFL. But I'm not watching it after that. I don't give a damn no. what happens over there. Um, so, yeah, that, that's good. Hopefully the, hopefully, it works out for them and we don't see this every other year because that's what it seems like every other year the XFL is trying to make a comeback. Trying and return. To make it, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just what they've been doing. The last couple of years they've been trying to they disappear and come back, disappear and come back. Cause you're, you're they're gonna have to do it like like radio shows or even podcasts do. You're gonna have to go get some sponsorships to figure out who wants oh, yeah. to put money into it. Because the big dog I would just go to is the NFL and be like, look, I don't want any of your players, but maybe we can, can reach you help us out here. Yeah, we can reach this agreement. It's a beneficial and proceeds and money go to you as well. So you're getting it year round as opposed to just your six months. Right. Now you get some filtered some money back into you and and we'll be like your you know the AAA of of football just like it is for baseball would we'll be your AAA. And we'll right. just push players your way as well, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Former and, and good ones. Who knows? And I think that's the way that the route they need to go with it anyway. That's the route. With the, what you just said is the route they need to go. Put these teams, these XFL teams in cities or in near in states with NFL teams and have it be their affiliates. Yeah. So that way, hey, we can sit there and we can, you know, if we don't like this guy on, to say, the Cowboys, we can – 
host him up in in uh, El Paso yeah. for our affiliate team, our XFL team in El Paso, and let him let him get some get some run there. And then if he does good, we'll bring him back. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if if they because. One of the biggest things in football, and, and maybe I don't know if you agree or not, is is the underdevelopment of quarterbacks. Like they don't oh, get, man. they don't get enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, they don't get enough time to get adjusted to the NFL anymore. It, it now is just you're the first round pick. You got to go. Look what happened to Burroughs. Burroughs gets in there. He goes, and now he's blown out his knee. And this yeah. guy, we will never be sure about. I mean, he's young, so he can heal, but we'll never be sure about this guy four years down the road. Well, you know what I'm saying? Times because times have changed, man. Times have changed in the NFL where the quarterback, and, and I guess it really started with Peyton Manning. Once yeah. Peyton Manning came out of college and got drafted in Indy, it was he's got to start right now, and he's got to be the guy right now. And he he struggled that first year, but he still threw had you know at the time set the record for rookie touchdowns that year. Yeah, for 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 a rookie. But then after that, he took off. But Everybody took that mold and said, well, well, if Indy could do it with Peyton Manning, everybody can do it. Can, hey, quarterback come in and start right now and not have time to sit and learn, behind, sit behind a veteran and learn. Aaron Rodgers is good. He was good coming out of college. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is good, though, because he sat for three years behind Brett Favre. Right. He sat in those meetings with Brett Favre. Brett Favre is going to go down as one of the best NFL quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is going to go down as a better quarterback than Brett Favre because he sat behind him for three years and learned from one of the best. Right. Yeah. Tom Brady was good. I mean, Tom Brady. I mean, TB12 is great, man. I mean, let's he, he is, he but is. he great. sat he sat behind Bledsoe but for two he years. Sat behind Drew Bledsoe, who was not a bad quarterback in his own right. Drew. Right. People don't understand. Drew Bledsoe had actually took that team to the Super Bowl. Yes. A few years early. Yep. Yep, they were they were they right there beat. on the cuff. They're right there on the yeah, cuff. Yeah, they got beat, but he put them there. Yeah. So this man was was a decent quarterback, and Brady sat for a year behind him and had to learn. Well, the but more he learned. more more so, and, and I tell these to people too, man. It's more the the fact that you got to learn. You have to actually learn the damn this film study, how to film study, what's going on, the trends that are in the defenses, what defensive coaches are teaching DB uh, the defensive backs. You have to learn exactly. that aspect of it, the time management aspect of it of the NFL. I'm not saying necessarily the art of throwing because you know your arm got you to college oh, yeah. and you drafted. That that part is yeah there. that that's These there. Guys, like you said, they have to learn. It's it's the art of learning how to be a pro. Right. You can go through pop Warner football to high school football to college football. Yeah. Those are all three different levels, but when it comes to suiting up with the big boys and getting paid that big money, right? there's a big jump from being a college quarterback to being a pro quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine if the XFL would take in like a Dwayne Haskins at the time before he joined because Dwayne Haskins I think has a great arm but like Johnny Manziel and stuff, if they were able to, okay, you know what? He's two years away. He's not really He's not really ready for the let's let's move him here and do this. Or if let's say let's flip it on there. If the Dwayne Haskins got to, to sit behind actual quarterback, that would teach him. Or Johnny Manziel sat back behind somebody. Because for every bad story, there is a success story, right? So like Russell Wilson didn't have to sit behind anybody. He came in and he pretty much showed he can handle that workload. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that's that's a that's a once in a lifetime. That doesn't happen very often. That you can bring somebody. Andrew Luck came in and and for the Colts again, they thought he can do what Peyton Manning did, and look what happened to his body. He got freaking jacked yeah. up to the point yeah, where like this guy's like, yo, take it. yeah, I, I just wanna I just wanna walk when I'm freaking an old man, man. I can't deal yep. with this shit. 
Hey, look, but here's a success story out of what we were just saying about somebody who didn't, who came out of college, couldn't really make it in the pros, but then had to go down to the Arena Football League and then turn around and came back out of the Arena Football League and became a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, yep. Kurt Warner's a success story because that man couldn't really make it in the NFL to start, went to the Arena League, got polished, came back, and set the league on fire. Yep, exactly. Learn from his mistakes. I mean, yeah, yeah, and a lot of these kids don't get a chance to learn from the mistakes because they're thrown right into the fire. You're absolutely right, I mean, man. Thrown right into it. You're right, man. And uh, I'm afraid for Tua. I, I mean, Tua's got the reins right now. Hopefully, he, you know, he learns something behind Fitz Magic. I've said this numerous times on podcasts. You know, every time it got tough for Tua last year, what we told the kid was to go sit on the bench, put your mask on, wait for it, and bring me the old man. He's going to get us out of these these rough spots. Where I felt like, yo. I know you were trying to make a change, but if you're going to ride with the kid Tua, then you ride with him Tua. Then you ride with him. I right. think you missed a lot of opportunity to sit there and teach him have a learning curve last year, as opposed to now he's got to go through his learning curve. Like yep. to me, like shit. Now we got to deal with it. Now, like God, we could have did that last year, man. I didn't expect us to do that. I just wanted to be ten and six last year. Yeah, you 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 can kill a you can kill a young kid. Yeah, with with constant back and forth. So constantly, hey. We're going to go with you, Tua, but then turn around and we're going to go with Fitz. Yeah. yeah. Then turn around, okay, Tua, we're going to go with you this game. And then he went a game but doesn't impress, but then turn around and, okay, next game we want to go back to Fitz. Right, right, right. Look at uh, what's the boy in Philly that just got traded out of Philly. Oh, um, uh, Wentz. Wentz. Yeah, talking about Carson Wentz. He went to the Colts. They man. go out and draft uh, the boy out of Alabama oh, in the second round. Uh, you talking oh, about Oklahoma? Oklahoma uh, Jalen Hurts now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts, yeah. Philly yeah. goes out and drafts him in the second round. Right. If I'm if I'm Wentz, I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> I'm it's sure not he... like they drafted him in the fourth round or the fifth or sixth. Yeah. They drafted him in the second. Yeah. If you use a first or second round pick on a quarterback, you're saying something to the starting quarterbacks that you have there. Yeah. In two years, we're replacing you. In two exactly. years, you're done. Yeah. So. So everybody was sitting there, we're like, well, what happened to Carson Wentz? Philly drafting a quarterback happened to Carson Wentz. Yeah. That man was looking over his shoulder from that moment. Yeah. And it, that's what killed Carson Wentz. Yeah, and him and the relationship with Doug Peterson was never the same after that. Exactly. It killed it, man. But yeah, I wish they would groom guys like that because it worked out for a lot of guys, man. We, we named a few, but if you look back at a Steve Young, Steve Young sat behind Joe Montana. Uh, Jim yes. Kelly had Frank uh, Frank Wright that sat behind him, who Frank Wright is now the head coach over at the Colts. You know what I'm saying? Right. You had all these guys, success stories, that sat behind somebody. Dante Culpepper sat behind Randall Cunningham when he was at the Vikings. Yes. And that was the best thing for Dante Culpepper. It really see, was. See how a true professional in Randall, which was Randall Cunningham at the time, Randall Cunningham was always a professional yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah. And to sit that year behind Randall Cunningham and see – Randall put up those type of numbers, almost getting that team, that Minnesota team to the Super Bowl, helped Dante Culpepper. It completely helped him. And if you're going to put kids in, if you're going to put a guy like Tua in, you better have the offensive line and running game to help him when you are struggling. Like You have to be so good at the run game that this guy only has to complete 20 passes a game and then be good to go. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what happened to Big Ben. Big Ben came in and he came into a system where Jerome Bettis was on. They were fine. Defense was still young and strong. And also they had a hell of a run game with Jerome Bettis. And all he had to do, Big Ben had to do, was complete 20 passes. And this guy won a Super Bowl within his first three years of of being a starting quarterback. So I I completely agree with you, man. Like you said, but with Ben, here's another one. 
real quick. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, my team. Yep. Dak Prescott, Tony Romo gets hurt. Dak Prescott thrown into the fire. Everybody's like, oh, they won't do good. They did good that year, that first year, because he had an awesome offensive line. That yeah. offensive line was immaculate. Yeah. And they went 13-3 and that year with a ridiculous run game and didn't have to rely on Dak Prescott to do anything over his head. Yeah. What year did they get Zeke? His second year or his first year? Who Dak? He came and him and Zeke came in together. Zeke was the first round pick that year. Dak was a fourth round pick. So when Romo got hurt, Zeke was Zeke was playing that year, right? Yeah. So there you go. He started at running back. So there you go. A young Zeke who was hungry, great running game. The wall of China was in front of him. You know what I'm saying? All Dak has. You didn't have to have Dak do anything. Yeah. Since you're since you're a Dallas fan, here's a question that popped up in my head real quick, bro. Yeah. Did did Dak Prescott get Des Bryant ran up out of Dallas, or did, was it because Des Bryant just wasn't Des Bryant anymore? I about to say Des Bryant couldn't separate anymore. Yeah, it wasn't that Dak ran him out. Des couldn't separate. He couldn't separate from coverage. He mm. was Des has never been a burner. No, Des has always been one of them guys that hey, I can just throw it up there and Des he's the muscle. He was the muscle, right? Yeah. But when when you start that, I think Des had a couple anchor injuries in between there, and then when. When you start losing that 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 burst to get off and get and get off of a off, off coverage, I mean yeah. you know it. Yeah, yeah, you know it. If you can't get off coverage, you're you're a liability. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Dez could not get off coverage. Yeah. So once you get can't get off coverage, we can't use you anymore. And and uh, and I feel like Dez wasn't mature enough to to I well I don't know. I want to say mature. Maybe he just didn't want to play the role of be a possession receiver like Heinz Ward was. What well, Dez. A lot of well, you know the receiver position. Me and you both know because we both are former receivers. Yeah, <laughs> is a diva position. It completely is. You do not want to say I'm done until it's absolutely done. Hey man, Dez that... didn't want didn't want to come out and admit he was done. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So Dez could have still been. Dez could have turned into what Larry Fitzgerald is. Yeah. I completely receive. I get over and get you catches when you need them. I'll get you these but ten he yards. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to be a star still. Well, he still want to be the number one guy, man. And you, you could have still been. I think he stills with the cow. He's still with the Cowboys. If he understands, okay, you know what? Let me instead of me being split out wide by myself, let me come inside here a little bit. Let me run these little dig routes. Let me run these little curl routes. I'll get you these mm-hmm. in and out routes. I'll run all these pivot routes. Whatever you want me to run. Yep. I'll run these little routes and get you seven, eight yards and be like the Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type shit that, that's in there. You know what I'm saying? But just, but, but just a bigger version, a bigger, stronger Yeah, just version a bigger, stronger version, completely bigger, stronger. He yes. could have been, the last five years of Rodney White is, is was, I think, yes. Rodney White's most impressive because he was just a possession guy. Possession guy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all you had to do, man. And it's unfortunate that, you know, that, that your guys, and you guys, do, what do you think now that Dak's back? You think you guys make another run to the playoffs or... Because every year from the Dallas from the Dallas Nation is you guys are making a run. Yep, every year, and I'm <laughs> I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, but I, you can't buy into that hype. I'm 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 a diehard Cowboys fan, but I'm a realist too. Yeah. and you can't buy into that. Oh, here we go. We're going to the playoffs and going to Super Bowl this year every year. If the offensive line is back, yeah, to what it was, we we did the smart thing in going out instead of trying to window shop in the draft for the best available. We got what we needed, which was defense. Right. He went and got a defensive-minded coach out of from from Atlanta. So I mean, you work on the defense. You got the offense. Offense is going to score if Dak is healthy. They're going to score points. You just got to stop somebody. Yeah. But if that offensive line can maul and and beat teams down, they'll they'll be they'll be right there in the mix. Okay. 
All right. I hope my all my dolphins can do some. Our division is is we got the Bills, we got the Jets, we got the new Patriots that, team that spent four hundred million dollars. <laughs> that that division again, the NFC East now is I mean, the AFC East has become a uh, uh intriguing it has. Uh, it, 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 it's become intriguing, man. I mean, your division, and you know, you you're gonna be surprised when I say this. Since 2004, bro, you there's been no repeat champion in your division. Did you know that? Oh no, oh, is that, yeah. that that's oh, yeah. crazy to me? That, that, that how competitive that shit goes every single year. You know what I'm saying? And each one of those teams somehow, some way, eventually in a rotation wins. One year to be the Redskins, one year to be the Giants, the, yeah, the Eagles, then the Cowboys, then back around. Right. You're like, man, they can't. Nobody can take charge of that division. No, and the one that took charge of my division when you speak of the AFCs was Tom Brady and those Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. It's for twenty some years. Now it's the Bills it's that are on now. top. Yeah, yeah. Now the That's Bills. The Bills now. Yeah, man, and and the Jets made some good moves, but uh, I don't know if they're going to be super strong. We did some things, but you know, I still can't count out Bill Belichick, who looks super motivated to prove that you know he put Tom Brady on the map. Tampa Bay winning that Super Bowl. Uh, send a message to Bill Belichick. Yeah. Hey, get it together now, yeah. or your legacy takes a hit. <laughs> it, it takes a major hit. It takes yeah. a big. I mean, not a major. Maybe not a major hit in the sense because he was able to keep it going for so long. But yeah. but Jesus, yeah, man, that that well, shit. It, it takes a major hit if they don't get it together this year. Yes. We give you the one year bill because time is gone. So we give you that well, so with the adjustment period. I I didn't I didn't even give him that, bro. I gave him I gave him this past year because of COVID and he had all those opt those players opt out. So I gave him the one year. I was like, okay, this is the year that I'm not gonna say anything about the Patriots and all this stuff. And even though all those guys opt out, and even though Cam Newton was in and out, COVID nineteen, whatever, learning a new system, you guys still managed to get your eight, nine wins. You guys still did pretty good. I'm interested to see what happens with all these new players that are come in, and he spent this money because I think he that was a message. Money. That was a message to Tom Brady. Like I, I have yes. the money, bro. Yeah, and he spent money on on. Look, here's the crazy part about it: he spent money on position players that Tom Brady asked for that yeah. they, he didn't get. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think it was like a total. Hey, man, fuck you, Tom. Like I'm. This is yeah. what I got. You, this is you know screw what? I'm you. Go out and spend this money now. Since since you're gone, you went and won a championship. I'm gonna spend money right. on people <laughs> that I, I should have bought it for you, but I didn't. Right, right. I wonder what it was like when Bill Belichick's home when he saw Tom Brady on the boat just throwing the trophy oh, back and forth. I wonder he was like, this mother, this how he does man, me? <laughs> I'm telling you, when, when Tampa Bay made the Super Bowl, they didn't, they didn't even have to win it. <laughs> Making the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick, I, I, I guarantee you he cried. <laughs> he cried because he knew the Damn first it. thing that was going to be said was, oh, them six championships New England got were because of Tom. Not yeah, you, Tom, Tom did it, not because of you, Bill. Yep. Yeah, man. Yep. You're absolutely right. And speaking of the house that's been built, because Bill Belichick will go down as what probably, well, like he'll take a hit, but he will go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time. Speaking mm -hmm. of another greatest of all time coach is Nick Saban. Okay? Bro, I don't know if you follow Alabama closely. I follow Alabama. I'm a Hurricane fan. I love the Miami yeah. Hurricanes. Always have, always yeah. will. And I have them week one. I have Alabama week one. And I got to yeah, <laughs> see your face. You see what he, that's, that's the shit I said when I saw the schedule. Like, you got to. Who made this schedule? Who did this as a joke? Cool. One, this has to be a joke. Or two, this is a bet between Nick Saban and all of South Florida. Like, I have no idea why we're playing Alabama, man. But the guy that just doesn't seem to get old, it doesn't seem like it, it has any chink in the armor, is freaking Alabama. Bro, just so you know, on a recruiting tip, here's a stat for you. He has now pulled in more five-star athletes than any other college has in history of NCAA football. 
He is now sitting at a whopping 23 five-star recruits that are now at Alabama right now. They are not, not, not committable guys that will be coming in. They are there right now that came in already. They are there right now. So this past year, this past senior year, they graduated. They are at Alabama, and there's 23 five-star freaking recruits, man, at Alabama. I don't, I, I don't see Alabama ever stopping. The, the 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 saying that the rich get richer. Yeah, the rich gets richer. Yeah. <laughs> what and, is and it that's though? Not, that's not to imply that Alabama is buying anybody or no. anything like because he, he don't have to. No, the name speaks for he's itself. Nick Saban, man. Yeah. If, if Nick Saban came here right now to me and I'm 46 and say, hey, man, you want to play two downs for me? Yeah, I'm there. Nick, I, I'll play two downs. Too. Whatever I'm you there. want. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Who I need to block? You can say anything to me and I go play right now. Yeah, Nick, I got you. I mean, it's Nick Saban, man. I mean, right. you have to have the astronomical what gifts yeah. of, of a, a Clemson yeah. to, to knock him off. And some other T. Higgins and a few other guys at a, a, a monstrous defense to hang with Alabama and beat them like uh, Clemson did the one year. Yeah. And then like LSU did the, uh, a couple of, what, two years ago? Yeah, but, but LSU, LSU team was that was, was stacked. Ridiculous. Yeah, that was stacked. Yeah. That was that was a great. That was I mean, how many seniors? It was it was ridiculous. How many seniors and you know how many players even lost after they left after that freaking after. And you see what happened to them last year. Yeah, LSU yeah. went from a a, a, a super charged team to a middle of the pack team in the in the SEC. Right, and and no shot to them. I mean, LSU LSU throughout the history has always had good teams, competitive. But yeah. you're right. What makes Alabama stand out and so different is the fact that they can consistently do this every single year. Every year. This isn't year flukes. Like, no offense, LSU was one year hit wonder. Like, you were a fluke that year. It'll take you three years to try to build that again. But in time, in those three years, it's liable and it's it's probable that Alabama could probably win three more national championships within that time. In that time. In that time frame. Um, I I am super interested to see Clemson and how they keep going because you mentioned them. How do they keep going after losing Trevor Lawrence? Right. It's the I can't pronounce the kid's name, but Oh, he, the new guy. Played, yeah. yeah. He played real good against Notre Dame last year when when uh Trevor Lawrence was out. Yeah, he did. He, so he could be the real deal. They have a very tough game week one. They, they do. got Georgia. Yep. And yep. I'm a Georgia fan. So they that's gonna be to me, that's the game of the early season. Right. I mean, I know Bama and Miami play. I mean, I know Miami's your team. Miami, I mean, they did good. It's just what De'Ara King's health is. Yeah, he, well, the, he's been talking real big on, on Instagram and social media that he, he's guaranteeing a victory, and he said it's not going to be by a little bit. He's saying that we're going to beat Alabama by a lot, and I'm sitting there like, this kid's selling tickets. Like, he, he's selling tickets. But he's, he's, he's a difference maker when he's healthy. We saw what he yeah, did bro, at Houston when, bro, he was, when he's healthy. Bro, and I get that. Listen to me. We are fr- <laughs> listen. We are first on the menu. We don't have no film on these guys. We got nothing going on. We are first on the menu. I love the Miami Hurricanes, That's and I'm trying. Yes, and I'm trying to be hopeful. And and of course, I'm be rooting for the Hurricanes when we play them. But I am a realist. Like I am looking at this Alabama roster. I'm looking at the. I watched the, the Crimson uh, scrimmage. I don't know if you guys see it. Bro, yeah. they, they got linebackers that are, bro, they are flying to the football, man. It's not even fair what they got going on over there in Alabama, man. 
So I'm a realist. I know what, what's going to happen to us when we play in week one, when we're fresh meat. They've been beating up on each other for, what, three, four months before we get to play them? Yeah. We're the first thing they get to hit. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is, is as I, and I agree with you totally, the only the, the wild card is King. He yes. can be a Johnny Manziel-type player that beat Alabama that one year pretty much on his own. Yeah, scrambling around and running around and, and yeah. And making, doing wild things. But, but uh, Alabama defense doesn't do well with that. Johnny Manziel, uh, Deshaun Watson, yeah. Joe Burrow, those quarterbacks that can improvise and get out of trouble and then beat you with their legs or, or their arm. Alabama teams don't usually do good with that. Listen, I, I'm 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 going to take what you say and put it into prayer and speak it into existence because <laughs> I hope I hope you're absolutely right, man. And, and you, I've watched the videos of De'Aaron King, you know, you know, throwing the football. He looks pretty good. I got to go to um, and this is going to be crazy, man. But I got to go to the University of Miami over the summer, and I got to see uh, you're gonna you're gonna laugh about this, man. I got to meet uh, Manny Diaz. Um, that, that I went to the football camp this year, bro. I saw Edger and James there. I seen Clinton Portis was there. I seen all these colleges were there. I was like a kid in the candy store watching the facilities and and watching him practice. And I got to see, man, he looks freaking phenomenal. He does look good. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, Derek King looks phenomenal throwing the football, moving well. He he wasn't even wearing a knee brace when he was doing it. So I was oh, like, gonna be good, man. right? So I said, oh man, he's he's gonna be fine. I'm sure they're gonna put one on him for that game. But I mean, he looked. He looked very good and comfortable throwing the football, running around, and they didn't have like you know they didn't have D linemen coming at him, but they did have the drills where you do have to maneuver and, and get in out the pocket. Right, um, they right. were throwing shit out of him, so he he looked good to me. So I hope that's the case. But my question is, how does Alabama stop out? Like, how much longer do we go on with the dominance of Alabama? Because because they have dominated, because they have dominated, because Clemson has dominated. Uh, Ohio State has dominated as well. We've given Notre Dame a pass. I don't know why we freaking nominate Notre Dame every goddamn year to be in these playoffs. Um, I'm tired of seeing. I'm tired of seeing that because I mean they haven't earned shit. Yeah, every um, year. I don't know if there's a chink per se. I mean, they they lose people every year to the NFL. Yeah, and they still. Bro, it's a are factory. Unbelievable. Bro, they not After they lose these guys. Do you know who they what they lose more than just the players? They lose coaches every single year. Because after you do every single year, he has a coach that goes somewhere every, and he gets a head coaching job. Once you get the A on the side of your helmet stamped on your coaching resume, that's a wrap. Then you must know something. We're gonna hire you. You're an offensive coordinator somewhere, you're your head coach somewhere, you're doing they know they want to know what breaks down Alabama. How does Nick Saban do it? I know they're probably hiring these guys. You know, I'm sure they got football knowledge. I'm not saying that, but they're hiring to, to get the answers of like, how does Willy Wonka sell this freaking candy? What is going on yeah. in that factory? And beating Alabama this year, say, say for instance, 2021. This year, beating Alabama. If Georgia beats Clemson, mm-hmm. my Alabama beats Miami. They both run the table to Atlanta. Really? Yeah. I mean. It's just nobody in the FCC East that's going to beat Georgia this year. Florida lost everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they don't beat Georgia. Georgia's, Georgia on paper, on paper, Georgia has what Alabama has. Really? They have. And Kirby they, Smart they have, is Kirby they, Smart came from Alabama. Yeah. So they have the quarterback. They have the, they supposedly have the best quarterback in the SEC right now, JT Daniels. Okay. They have a four, four horse running back by committee stable. Mm. 
A decent, a decent. That's the only thing that's going to slow them up. They think is the offensive line. Georgia's offensive line is sort of, it's good, but it's young. Right, right, right. But Georgia has the receivers. Georgia now, and Georgia has the, especially the defensive front, to to put pressure on people. Yeah. If Georgia beats Clemson, they run the table in the East. Alabama beats Miami. The only trouble they may have after that, maybe Texas A&M, but they still win that game. Yeah. Uh, they meet in Atlanta. If they both get to Atlanta with no losses and play each other, they both make the playoffs still. Yeah, because I, I was happy that the playoff committee and I was also happy that NCAA expanded the freaking playoff uh, run. I don't know if it's going to be done this year. I think it's maybe next year, 2022. I think maybe next year, yeah. Yeah, they expanded. I was happy for that because, bro, like you said, I am tired of – I mean, don't get me wrong. I still I love college football. I think it's a little bit better than NFL football uh, because it's faster. There's more kids that want. They're playing for something. You know what I mean? Every single down. Um, but I love watching it. But, bro, I'm sick and tired of just it's the same four teams every single year. Every single year. You need it. They needed at least eight to 12 teams in this, in this playoff because, like you said, you're going to see the same four teams. You're going to see the same fifth or sixth team that is left out each year that should have been there last year or should have been there the year before, and they keep getting left off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Now they get a shot. Yeah, and that's all that people want is a shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, give me a shot. Just give me a shot because we never know what happens in football. Just like that Auburn field goal that got returned by Corey Davis that ran all the way down yeah. the sideline. You never know what's going to happen. I get all that. And I, and I still think Alabama dominates. It's just amazing to see how long he's been able to keep this going at Alabama. Somebody asked me that question. How does Alabama stop Alabama? Is when Nick Saban decides to retire. When Nick when, Saban when retires. When he goes, then, yeah, that then program they become goes. a normal team again. Absolutely, because you don't have to. Nick Saban, the cool thing about him, bro, is he doesn't have to go out to recruit. He don't have to go right. anywhere. You know what I'm saying? You get one text message, one phone call. You know what I'm saying? It's a wrap. Yep. Now, here, here's here's the catch. Here's the catch-all to that, though. Here's here's the caveat to that. Yeah. Nick Saban retires. Who you think the first coach that they go to Alabama goes to, to – to try and convince to come there Jeez. after Nick Saban retires, bro. I, you know what? That's a great question because first of all, I don't. Well, even, I, I have the answer. Oh, you do. Oh, I have the answer to it. I don't want the that. This is actually a pretty. The, the answer is a simple, pre, pretty simple, easy answer. Who is that? Dabo Sweeney is a, a Alabama alum. Wow, you think they bring him over? You think he leaves Clemson after what he's built? He's an Alabama alum. But bro, Dabo to Dabo to leave out to leave Clemson. Yeah. Wow. Why? Why not? Why wouldn't he? If I'm Dabo, I'm just buying my time. I t- guess what I just did. I turned Clemson, who wasn't a bad program, it's always been a good yeah, program. Always been I good. turned Clemson into uh, an Alabama. Alabama's one. <laughs> I, I I turned Clemson into two. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Nick Saban is the man at Alabama. He's yeah. one. Yeah. If he leaves, I'm. I played at Alabama. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. I go back and keep Alabama rolling and continue my legacy at Alabama. And That's keep true. Alabama rolling. That's true, man. I mean, I agree with you on that one. I, why not do it? I just don't see him leaving Clemson, man. I don't see him leaving after the legacy he's built there. It goes against everything. I don't know, man. I mean, that's good. I don't. I don't like the guy. Whoever they bring in will never be good enough. Like that's the that's the sad part of it. You know what I'm saying? That so may be the only. That may be the only thing that stops Dabo. Yeah, man. So, like, bro, the only to g- me. Because to me, it, it's you know Tuscaloosa, uh, uh, Clemson, same look, it's same kind of towns. Yeah, it's not true. A, a, a major difference between Tuscaloosa and Clemson. That's uh, true. 
But because of the fact that he's an Alabama alum, the intrigue is there. But because of the fact that the baddest man in coach in coaching was there, what, what, yeah, can, why I, not? can I go there and, you know, continue that legacy? That'd be, or do I fall short? That'd be amazing to watch, man, because whoever whoever replaces Nick, man, is going to be, I mean, scrutinized, boy, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Scrutinized. Oh, yeah, you- you just don't just step. You just don't step into Nick Saban's shoes and and, and right. Tuscaloosa and say, "Hey, you know, I'm the man." Because it just didn't happen when Bear Bryant left. No, no, it did not. It just didn't happen. Right, it right. To, it took Nick Saban to come to. I mean, and Bear Bryant is still a huge figure in Alabama. Yeah, but Nick Saban has put himself right beside Bear Bryant. Him and Bear Bryant are on equal on equal playing ground. Shoot, he might, I don't know, man. You're you're he right about Bear Bryant. He and, might and, be passing. So he may be above Bear Bryant. <laughs> he might be, man, because of everything he's done. And if if Nick was to leave, man, I wonder I wonder how long that machine works. It probably works for one more year, maybe about two. One more year. Yeah, maybe you could squeeze it too. And in today's day, in this day and age, with the transfer reporter on all, <sighs> Nick leaves. Uh, you imagine how many of those kids hit the transfer reporter. Yeah, they're out of there. There's, a, there's. I came yeah. here for and for Nick Saban coaching. For Nick Saban, and he ain't here. Transfer report. Right. I'm gone. <laughs> right, they're out of there, man. You're absolutely right, man. So we'll see how Alabama goes against. I brought up the subject because we we have in week one, and I know you're a huge college football fan, man. I know how much you watched it. I remember watching a lot of games with you. Uh, the last oh, yes, thing I'm gonna leave you with, man, is this, man. I know for a fact you're, you you know football was number one for you, but you're you're also your love the equal to football is basketball. I know yes, you love 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 basketball, man. I had the the pleasure and discomfort at the same time of watching Team USA go against Nigeria, and when again it was an exhibition game, I get that, but it did not look like an exhibition game for Nigeria, who was coming over there to, I mean literally beat the crap out of out of Team USA or send a message to him at the least like. Yo, this, this this Olympics is not going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're this is going to be a walk in the park for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, Team USA has got to understand that every night you step out there, whether it's exhibition or a real game in in, in international play, you're going to get a team's best shot because right. they they see the U.S. as the the the, the standard setter. And when they step out there, they're, they're going to, I don't care if it's Nigeria or China, whoever it is, they're going to give you everything. Right. And Team USA this year, it's not going to be easy. I don't, I mean, in years past, you had star power on Team USA. Right. You had the LeBrons, Kevin Durant, the Carmelo Anthony's, the Steph Curry's, and the Clay Thompson's, and all them. You had a star studded team. So if one guy wasn't doing good, somebody else is going to pick it up. Right. Right. This team is. This team goes as Kevin Durant goes. Right. If Kevin Durant struggles, the team's going to struggle. I mean, well, the, Bradley the, Bill played 25 minutes last night, had had two points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he didn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 25 minutes and he had two points. And you're you you're looking for uh, big-time money with some of these big-time teams, and you, you play 25 minutes in international play and only had two points. Mm. So th- this is my thing to you, man. I, have you you know exactly who's on the roster? Because for the audience, so if you haven't know, if you don't know uh, who's on Team USA, you have Bam. I, I cannot pronounce this. I love the Miami Heat. Out of bio, I can't. I hate. I, every time I see the name, I get stuck on it. But Bam out of bio. You have Bradley Beal, Devin Booker. He's playing the NBA Finals, so he wasn't at the exhibition game. You got Kevin right. Durant. You have Zach Levine. You got uh, Drew Holiday. You got Draymond Green. 
Jeremy Grant. You have Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, who's also playing in in the NBA Finals with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Jason Tatum is on there, and the coaching staff. You know, you got Papa Ridge, you got Steve Kerr, Lord Pierce. Um, who else here that was noticeable? That's pretty much as far as the coaching staff. That was that was pretty big. I mean, you got Dallas Mavericks coach. Uh, Deion Calhoun, Jason Biles. So you got you got a good coaching staff in in, in there. Oh, yeah. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you, Pete. I do not think I don't think we're loaded at Team USA. I don't think this is this has to be. You remember that? Well, what year was it when? Shoot, was it when, was it the year of um, Carmelo or I forget the team that that we got a butt with? Man, we lost, wasn't it? Um, Allen Iverson. It was yeah. Allen Iverson was on that team and Stephon Marbury. Yep, yep, yep. They were on that team. When I look and, at this, this team, team is, bro, this team is worse. This team is worse than that team, bro. It, it really has to be right because I'm looking at who's the shooter, who's who's the guy's going to get you buckets. All these guys, Damon Lillard is, is a great shooter. I agree. You, Chris Middleton, he can shoot as well. I think Booker will be a great addition to it. But other than that, man, it's a lot of defensive players. I mean, Drew Holiday is, is a good basketball player as well. He's with the Milwaukee Bucks, so he he didn't play either. Um, no, he didn't play. So it, I don't know, man. I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't see other than Kevin Durant. I don't know who else goes get you buckets, man, like that. KD can go get you his. I mean, this is KD, so he can go get his buckets. Right after KD, I mean, Dame Lillard is yeah. a superstar, but Dame Lillard is streaky. Yeah. Bradley Bill is streaky. Zach Levine. Other than dunking, I don't know what else he does. Yeah, he. I mean, he shoots threes, but I mean, he doesn't shoot them at a clip where you're saying, "Oh, hey." Zach Levine's great. Uh, light it up tonight. Right, right. Uh, Tatum is is okay, but I mean, you you asking Draymond Green to play a lot of minutes in a position that he, I mean, Bam Adebayo is the tallest guy they got on the team. That's yeah. six nine. That's six nine, bro. That's six nine. There's some European you, guys you, that are bigger than that, man. You you lack height and you lack size. Yeah. If a team really wants to bully them, they can bully them. Oh, I agree with you, man. Looking at what Nigeria did, man. Listen, they they now Nigeria took a lot of shots at three point. Now they took a lot of freaking shots at the three point line, and they 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 were shooting lights out. They were it was amazing to watch. But bro, they got inside that paint. When I saw freaking Kevin Durant gets his shit swatted to Tokyo, like <laughs> he sent that thing to Tokyo before they even set foot in Tokyo. Bro, yeah, I was lack, the lack of size on this team is going to be oh a, my god a a problem. Yes, they don't have the size, and they like got to figure this out quick. Six nine playing center, that's they got to figure this out quick, man. Because you can't take another, you know, well not another, but you can't take these hits because Team USA is supposed to be, uh, you know, basically the best of best in the world. You know what I mean? You got to yep. take that. I'm gonna ask you this this controversial question. Maybe maybe not controversial, but I'm gonna ask you this difficult question. Do you mm-hmm. think anything that has to do with what was going on with police brutality? You think anything that was going on with the USA? in the last two years, had an impact on certain players not playing for Team USA? Be- oh, most definitely. Beca- I mean, yeah. you got players, LeBron, AD, yeah. Kev, um, you know, uh, what's the boy with the beard? James Harden. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got these guys that were there right? that that are very big into the, the social media scene and, and, and have, been, in the last couple of years, have been big. Right. Uh, advocates in this in in that arena, so them deciding not to go and represent 
USA. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. That's I what mean, I thought, man. Because I'm, I'm looking at these guys, and nothing to the guys that went to Team USA. God bless them. I, I want USA to win. I, you know what I'm saying? Of course I do. I want them to get the gold. But I, I don't know, bro. This this team, this roster. I'm not a huge basketball guy. That's why I wanted to ask you. But this team looks like they're going to struggle a little bit. There's going to be some games that they're going to, uh, 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 they're going to have some trouble. I saw Australia play the other day. I saw Patty freaking go crazy in Australia the other night. Like, what is going on? Like, it looks like everybody's what good. Patty do. Patty, Patty, Patty Mills will will carry Australia. He just does. Oh yeah, absolutely. When it comes to international play, Patty Mills goes crazy for Australia. I and agree. They're gonna be a player because he knows how to play the game. Yeah, he knows he knows what NBA is doing. He, you know what I'm saying? He knows the trends. And yep. again, bro, it, it's gonna be. I hope Team USA comes out victorious. I really do. But they're gonna be scrutinized if they do not. They, they're gonna be. You're gonna be branded as a team that couldn't get it done. They they have to find a way to rebound from last night's or the night before it's lost and it was bad bro it wasn't even i mean again the score doesn't tell what was going on how bad it was no yeah 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 the score was 9087 and and, and nigeria won but it was bro it, i saw i saw nigeria take a shot at the three point I, and again i don't know the players names i don't know their their numbers either i saw uh nigeria shoot the ball it bounced off the rim and i saw a nigerian the guy, I can't forget his name. He has long dress. This dude came back off the rim and slammed it on freaking Bam. Like, he just, I mean, it was off the rim, Bam. Like, here, they're putting putbacks like this? Like, yeah. God now, damn. Let me tell you something about this. The, the, the people are, would, will look at it without having, looking at the, without having to look at the roster. And they, people are going to see it and say, man, how they lose to, to Nigeria, man? They ain't got nobody on that Nigeria team. I would say, hold up. Okay. There are some cats on this Nigerian team. There are at least seven or eight when I looked at the roster before they even played. Really? That were that I that were big time D one players. There's a dude on there, Precious Chua, whatever his name is. His his first name is Precious, and his last name is Chua or something like that. He played. He was a five star kid coming out of high school here in the states. And he played at a big, I can't remember what school he played at, but he was big time. Right. They have at least six more of those guys that play major D1 ball here in the States. So them kids, those dudes are not afraid of playing us. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you might look at that and say Nigeria, but if they have six or seven guys and four of them play for NBA teams right now. Well, yeah, you're right. Gabe Vincent, Precious, uh, and I think KZ. Acapala, they play yes. for the Miami Heat. Freaking, yes. they got a guy for Sacramento Kings. They got another guy. I'm looking at it right now. The Minnesota Timberwolves. They got another yes. guy from the Utah Jazz. I mean, you're right, man. I did not know that you this got NBA players on this team. Yeah, this is a, this is a, this is just equal to the All Star game. This is East versus West right here because this is a lot of freaking. Yeah, bro, I didn't it's, know it was that many players. They got talent on that Nigerian team. Oh, they and got if plenty. you are the Americans and you have an off night, you're in trouble. Oh, completely. So, do you think the Olympics sets it up to where it, it'll they'll meet again in the freaking finals? Do you think so? Or, I mean, there are there are other teams that are going to be there as well. I mean, but Nigeria, that Nigerian team has has uh, introduced themselves to the world, yeah. saying, "Hey, we, we, consider us too. Now, we're not just going to we're going to be here since we beat them in the in the exhibition. We're going to be here." Mm. 
I did not. So I, I think that I think they are a team to watch. Nigeria is a team to watch because they got NBA players on it. Bro, yeah, they they have right now that has eleven NBA players on the freaking roster. This is like team, yeah, this is like Team USA B team. Like this is yeah. <laughs> this is a that's a lot of guys. I did not know that, man. I, I got to do more. I got to brush up more on it because they they kick the shit you. out of these guys, man. Yeah, I'm hey. telling you. I mean, the 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 novice. Uh, basketball fan would look at that and say, "Well, how did USA lose to Nigeria, man? They ain't got nobody on that team." Right, right. right. In this in this day and age, every team is going to have an NBA player. I don't care who who the uh, NBA the Americans play. Oh yeah, every one yeah. of these countries has a NBA player or two on that team. And, and throughout the years of the NBA, there's always been European players that played in the NBA. Of, of course, there has. But the guy that really flooded the, the NBA with it, well, I think, was Papa Ridge. Papa Ridge. Freaking open the door with with you know what I'm saying uh, Ginobili and freaking Ginobili and Parker and yeah all the man he brought a, he brought a lot of, and Patty Mills played for him too now he brought yep. a lot of players from the European League to come play in the NBA so yeah he, Papa Ridge is probably getting a taste of his own medicine right now but if you uh, go back and you look at the last team to beat the U.S. to keep the U.S. from winning a gold medal was what was it Venezuela or not Venezuela but uh, Argentina. Argentina with um, yeah. Manu Ginobili yep. and those guys. Yeah. They wanted, they had a stacked squad and they were all, the starting five was all NBA guys. They were all NBA players, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they did good with the rotations, man. And they, they kept them. And that roster in its own was bad. This one, I think, is a little bit worse. I don't see a yes. lot of guys that can go out and get buckets, man. So they got to nope. come up with chemistry. KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KD's the only one that's going to have to drop 35 40 every single game. To help them propel them into, you know what I'm saying, into winning. Because if he has an off night, God Jesus, it's going to be rough. And he's one of the few players, the veteran, one of the older players, a few players that have been there on that stage, or that Olympic stage. Yeah. A lot of these guys, this ain't first time. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. KD, Kevin Love, and Draymond Green, I think, are the only ones on yes. this team that have been there. Uh, Olympic experience. All the rest of them are first timers. Yeah, yeah. Draymond was there with, with LeBron and, and Wade right. when they were. Doing, yeah, yeah. He was there too. So that. Yeah, you're right, man. I, I thought I didn't even think about that as well. The lack of experience, the lack of the stage, or taking it even seriously because you know how young guys are like this is an NBA game. Like what? Not, they don't know. They don't know what it's like living with the shame of losing. You know what right. I'm saying? Losing the because gold they, they, because they feel that hey, we're 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 the U.S. We step on the floor. That's it. That's, you're oh, supposed to be step scared on of us. The floor next game. Right, right, right. And they don't know that, like you said. These are, well, they probably do know. There's, there's a lot more NBA players that are there. It's going to be tough, man. This is going oh, yeah. to be a rough Team USA uh, uh, in these next two weeks because they, they have their first game in two weeks. Yep. So it's going to be rough. Hey, RV, man, I don't mean to, to cut you off, man. This is pretty much all I got, man. So I'm proud that you came on here, man, and jump on there and, and, and talk yes, a little sir. shit with me a little bit, bro. So let the, people, let the people know where they can find your business on IG. Let them know where they could come find you at, bro. Yeah, man, they can go on uh, Instagram and find us at Peter's Backyard Barbecue on, on Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, and trust me, if you're in Georgia, you're in Brunswick, man, you, you're going to definitely want to get some of the Pete's Barbecue, man. That, that, oh, yeah, please stop through. We, oh, we, my we, goodness. We will definitely take care of you. Oh, yeah. God. And I, I regret I regret when, when you left, bro, I was really pissed. 
I took the. <laughs> I was heartbroken. I was like, God, I'm not gonna get that cooking no more, man. Because I got that oh, junk yeah. for free, man, for many, many years. Indeed. Yeah. You, you know, you family, so you I, gonna get it for free. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt. I told kid. I was like, man, I think, I think I ran a tab up, but I can't tell him that because then I don't, I don't have the back pay for the for the bread. Nah, ain't no, ain't no tab, man. When you family, ain't no tab. Perfect, man. Perfect. So, hey, on the clock, fans. Listen, that's all we have for you. That's all the time we got. Listen, join our Facebook group at OTC Sports. Find us on Instagram as well as on the clock radio. If you want to join the show, if you want to jump on here, send me an email on the clock radio or on the clock 20 at gmail.com. Until then, man, take care of each other. Don't do anything crazy. And I'll be back with you on Thursday.